The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the Nova Society are those of our guests and panel members and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of any institution any member of the Nova Society is associated with. The material information presented on the Nova Society is for general information purposes only. Reproduction or dissemination for the purpose other than education is prohibited without express written consent of the Nova Society. We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society. Today our panel is going to take a discussion from a recent, I would say, I wouldn't say news uh, program, but from actually a kind of documentary presented by Tucker Carlson in Russia. And the question I have is, at what point in time did it become okay to be supportive of Russia? And when did it be uh, become all right for Republicans to become more on board with Russia than it is than they are with Ukraine? So let's listen in. Well, you know, one one of the questions I have is: is at what point in time did it be did it become okay to be supportive of Russia? Just well, well, last I mean, week, it's only, just just last week, Tucker Carlson <laughs> goes over right. and does his shtick over in Russia. Basically, says you know shows the uh, uh, the underground there uh, and how beautiful it is. Well, yeah, when you're a dictator, you can spend as much money as you want on making that that happen. Um, you know, the grocery stores are so much well, better. They, you know, they show all, him what they want to show him exactly. <laughs> But when did when did that? If you were to go back into the the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even, and and show something pro-Russian, you wouldn't get a whole big audience. I, again, I think we've discussed this before, so we have. You know, other but people I, other people can chime in because I think my opinion is known. This is only in the this is only in the Republican Party. Well, yeah. And it's obvious, though, Scott. I mean, it, it is so obvious that it used to be it, it was on parties would be supportive of something, but it would always be kind of like underneath the surface. Nobody ever like admitted to being pro this or pro that. But now it has become so obvious. It is so out in the open. Um, and it doesn't seem to resonate. It, it, people that are voting. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It's mo it's the Republican party, but people that are voting who the Republican party always being the hawks, the anti-Russia, anti-Iran, anti all these, uh, you know, the, the, the axis of evil and, you know, the great evil empire as, 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 uh, Reagan put it, that was always their mantra, but now everything that they do, and it's not even under the surface, it's out in the open everything that they're doing is very much pro-Russia. And I think it was uh, Mitt Romney said, you know, if your policies are being cheered by Moscow, maybe it's time to think about your policies. But you're not uh, going to hear a lot of people say that. So I'll just say this about it, and I'll shut up and let other people <laughs> talk. But, I mean, in 2017, the Republicans controlled Congress, right? And they yep. passed uh, they passed a package of sanctions on Russia in retaliation at that time for interference in the election. Republicans did that because everybody knew that that Russians had interfered in the election, whether it was decisive or not. I don't know that we'll ever really know. 
But but in any event, that bill was approved overwhelmingly, ninety-eight to two in the Senate. I think you know four hundred and twenty or something like that in the House. Um, and Trump was so angry at them that he thought about vetoing the bill, which they would have overrided certainly. But they they said to him, his advisors at that time, early in his administration, said to him that he would look weak if he if he vetoed that bill. And they convinced him not to. There won't be any of those people in the White House in 2025 should Trump win the White House. None of those people who are going to stop him from being openly pro-Russian are, are going to be there. And uh, it's it, it simply the rest of the party is falling in line behind him. And the Zelensky refusal to um, investigate the Bidens when he was holding up their their military funding until they did that, which he got impeached for, has only increased the animosity of him and the MAGA people who follow him lock, stock, and barrel uh, toward Ukraine. So you've got a double whammy. Not only does Trump love Putin, he hates Ukraine for disobeying him and for the, the pain that it put him through being impeached. And his followers have have fallen behind predictably yep yep i would i would i would agree with that so that's all the time we have for today's episode the nova society is a production of the phoenix research institute we'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode bh conflict resolution services a full service dispute resolution firm offering expert and cost-effective mediation services to couples groups and businesses BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd also like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, Audacity, our editing partners, and Podkite, who does all of our analytics. iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society. The Nova Society is available on all of these and other quality platforms. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. Without you, the Nova Society would not be possible. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. Always remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Scott Gershwer, Dr. Priscilla Hobbs, Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon, and all of us here at the Nova Society, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.